What's up, everybody? <laughs> Man, dude. Well, this is the educated fan, and boy, I'm pissed. I think most of Colts Nation is, brother. I'm uh myself, I'm pretty I'm pretty sick of having this feeling after week one now seven years in a row. Not a not a good performance to say the least from uh the boy today. Um this is gonna become like a Frank Wright curse. Like Andy Reid couldn't win a Super Bowl till he did. Peyton Manning couldn't win a Super Bowl till he did. Um and apparently Frank Reich's just never going to win in Jacksonville or win week one. God, or Chris Bauer. That's not the case. Neither one of them have won in Jacksonville or week one. That is correct. So that streak continues. Um, I'm Brandon. <laughs> uh, and I'm joined by your co-host and my best friend, Andrew Moore. Um, I guess I don't say how was your week anymore because now we talk twice a week. Um, so I'm kind of glad I got to miss most of this game because my job that makes me work on Sundays, uh, I missed our, I missed all of our touchdowns. I didn't even watch any of those live. Oof. Um, so that sucked. Uh, missed kickoff, but I didn't miss much. Apparently I actually saw most of the second half, which is when everything just went. My... My thoughts for the game, uh, we'll start with this. The overarching theme of this of this game, I mean, the game started out great. I mean, the Colts go right down the field, get a touchdown. Offense was moving. Phillip Rivers was was very accurate. The running game was going. Marlon Mack, Naeem Hines was finding finding holes. Um, it, it it just went down south from there. Uh, I mean. A lot of a lot of things did go wrong this game. I I don't I don't think you can really put the loss on one specific person. I really don't. I think it is a it's it's a whole team thing. Offense, we have things to talk about where they were bad. Defense was bad. Special teams had issues. Um, there were some coaching decisions that I didn't agree with and, and where Jacksonville definitely outcoached us. So uh, I think it's, it's, it's a total team effort on this one. And, and it, it, it sucks quite frankly, because we're, we're, we're so juiced. We're ready to start the season. We've got, we're so hyped for this, this Colts team and think that they're going to be going to really come out with a bang. And then to have a team that we thought is possibly tanking, obviously they're not, um, and they come out there and, and really stick it to us again. And it's it's frustrating. Thank God it's only week one. Thank God it's only one game and uh, we can move on. It, But uh, definitely not how, how the Colts and Colts fans wanted to start out the season. Not at all. And it felt like, and again, um, I'm probably going to have to rewatch the game, but uh, it felt like we were moving the ball really well, especially on the ground. I, the, I'm looking at the yardage. The yardage really doesn't show that. Maybe it was more checkdowns, but it felt like our running backs were moving the ball really well in the first half, um, and it felt like all of a sudden then we decided to stop running. We only had 22 carries. It was, I think and it was one like of those a- is Phillip Rivers on accident. 
Yeah, I think it was only the first couple series because that's something I did notice that there was a lot of times that we just couldn't move the ball on the ground. And and Jonathan Taylor spoke to this um, after the game. He said Jacksonville did a really good job of, of really clogging those A-gaps and then ha- trying to push the Colts outside, and, and they weren't capitalizing on that. And, and, and it's something we talked about with Jake earlier this week. We thought the Colts would have an advantage on the run game because the, the front seven for the Jaguars really wasn't we didn't think was that good. Right. And, and they really stifled us. And, and Frank Reich talked about it too, that, that they started moving the ball through the air. So they wanted to stick with that. Um, I definitely think they should have continued to try to, to run the ball, stick with the identity because one Philip rivers wasn't brought in here to throw it 40, 50 times a game. And he threw it 46 times a day. He was 78% completion percentage, but two picks. We'll talk about Philip rivers here in a bit, but 78% um, I, and he, I mean, T.Y. Hilton dropped a ball that was in his chest. I mean, he had that ball in the side. You know what I mean? There's, That's just towards the end of the game that I was watching. But, you know, people keep chiming in. Oh, and he should have had a third interception. But, the you know, the refs bailed him out of that one. I'm like, yeah, well, he could have had more completions too. And a well, better I mean, shot to throw a game-winning touchdown at the end of the game if T.Y. hung on to one. Right. That's, that's why I said mistakes all around. You can't yeah. put it on one specific player. Um but I, I think I think where we need to start with the breakdown is is on the defense. The defense was just non-existent today. Um, to start out, the the Jaguars ran all over us with an undrafted rookie uh, running back just coming in and getting getting first down after first down after first down, and and there was really no stopping him. Um, you we would think with this, with DeForest Buckner on the defensive line, that it's going to be tough to get through. And it just seemed like the Colts defensive line got, got pushed around. Now we did have a few sacks. I mean, Denico, Denico Autry had two, Justin Houston had one, um, Kari Willis had one, but when you let Gardner Minshew go 19 of 20 on you for, for three TDs, that's, that's not cut. That's not good enough. I mean, this is the same exact thing that happened last November. Um, and I talked about it on Thursday. The biggest question mark in the group I wanted to see was the defensive backs, how they would respond and and if there would be improvement from how they ended last year. And and even with Kenny Moore back, it, it certainly didn't seem like there was any improvement in the back end of the secondary this week. Um, Xavier Rhodes, he, he made some good physical plays at the line of scrimmage tackling-wise, mm-hmm. but then he gives up that that huge touchdown at the end of the game, just a completely broken coverage. And that's what puts the Jaguars up ahead for good. That doesn't happen. Maybe the Jags get a field goal and, and Indy isn't forced to, to try to push it down the field and, and, and score, uh, score a touchdown at the end. We can just try to kick a field goal to send it to overtime. Um, yeah. Just defense. They, now they did step it up in the second half at the very beginning. I was impressed when they came out, mm-hmm. they forced Jacksonville into a three and out. Um, and I was thinking, okay, maybe we're starting to get a little roll here. And sure. then just that, that fourth quarter, it Minshew drove right down the field twice and, and the Jaguars scored. And, and when you have so much hype around this defense, I mean, with, with Darius Leonard and Anthony Walker, um, with DeForest Buckner, who really, I, I saw him maybe a couple times make a play today. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he was pretty much non-existent. Um, 
it, it's really disappointing to see when when this defense has so much hype around it as as being possibly a top 10 defense and then they let Gardner Minshew just torch them like that and that's I mean it's unacceptable there's just just unacceptable I was pretty impressed with uh Chenault Jr. as well which was one of the receivers that we uh talked about before the draft this year mm-hmm. um yeah I don't think uh the defense had you know any what they were no help during this game sorry words are hard um i mean how many sacks did we have today we had four four sacks two justin houston and harry willis had one um but it just it just didn't seem like there was any pressure on the secondary on these receivers they were wide open no contested catches um even even Kenny Moore got in there, but then Kenny Moore has a horse collar tackle that would have the Colts are set up really good to stop a down uh, stop a drive. He gets that horse collar tackle pen- penalty. That's 15 yards, and I mean the drive continues. And I think they scored on that drive too. So um, just just very disappointed in in the defense. I was expecting a lot more. I mean, granted it is week one, but at the same time, I mean with with such an emphasis on on the secondary being better than it was last year and considering how the Colts ended last year um you're expecting expecting that to be different and and that just wasn't the case and and if it if it keeps up if if things don't change um, we're in trouble for sure i think you know i it's hard to call week 1 game a, a must win game but i this just kind of felt like one because of the history um, in the recent in our recent years against Jacksonville and in Jacksonville and um, our just opening opening day games, uh, we had zero turnovers created, I believe. Yep. Left points on the board twice with uh, Blankenship's miss, which he was two out of three. That you know, I'm not super upset with him. Um, but two two we had that one there, and then not to mention the um. Time we went forward on fourth and we didn't get it. Could have kicked a field goal there. So I mean that's another six points. Um, we had four hundred and forty-five yards and zero punts, and we lost. Right. On I mean, there were a few times where maybe we should have punted, and fourth down decisions by Coach Reich and and the offensive staff led to led to those no punts, but. Um, yeah, I, I think first and foremost, that's the thing that I noticed the most today was just how 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 unimpressed and and really disappointed I was in in the defensive performance. I mean, they just have been talking such a big game. They've been talking such a big game, and and everybody, including us, is preaching how much of an impact Buckner's going to have on the rest of the team. And I mean, we can't even stop the run. We looked we looked sad. Um, enough with on the defense. Let's talk about Phil a little more. Um, I the internet is hounded on him. Stupid ass Jason Whitlock on uh, Twitter pissed me off, and I'm mouthing <laughs> off to him. And then I got people chirping back at me. Philip Rivers had the second. I'm sorry, the third most passing yards so far this week. When we've recorded this, the third most yards in the league. Okay, only behind Aaron Rodgers by literally one yard. Mm-hmm. And Matt Ryan, who, and I mean, he might break the all-time record for passing yards, that man. 
I mean, he throws the ball a million times a game. So there's your uh, favorite fantasy steal in the ninth round is Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan's my favorite, and I don't even have him in either one of my leagues this year. I'm pissed. Rip him, him or Adam Thielen. Two of my oh, faves. I have, I have Adam Thielen, and uh, God bless that man for going off today. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody, my girlfriend's kicking Andrew's ass in fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Just murdering. Uh, just <laughs> tough it, week it, for it, tough week for it, the poison blue. Right. Um, so, Philip Rivers, I, I have make. Yeah, you need that Bud Light, brother. Let's go. Mixed Damn. feelings on mixed feelings on Philip Rivers. So, I mean, he started out great. Like I said, went right down the field. We got that touchdown. Um, he he looked in in command of the offense. Um, and then and then you have the Philip Rivers that. The bad side of Philip Rivers. Now look, when the Colts signed him, we knew this coming in that he, I mean he we weren't expecting MVP Philip Rivers. We we knew what came with Philip Rivers. He while he was going to push the ball down the field, be more aggressive. We're also going to have more turnovers than than last year when when Jacoby was was leading the offense. Um, so to start out, when the, both of both of his interceptions were pretty just, poor decisions terrible decisions now that that first one to ty um he now frank reich said that that's on him for putting him in the wrong formation phil still needs to see that you you can see the corner getting ready to converge phil even said as soon as he threw it he he saw that corner was coming um and and by the way cj henderson the jaguars have a player i thought i read that cj henderson was out for the game at one point and then i turned around and he's breaking up the our last chance at, at getting a first down and moving on down the field in that last drive. Great decision and great draft pick by by Jacksonville. He he's going to be an absolute stud. Already already is in my book. Um, Ty it, certainly didn't have as big of a game as I would have thought he would. Right. So that that first interception definitely on him. The second interception, um, Phil said he thought that that Paris's speed would lead him to to kind of break and get a little bit ahead of of the linebacker or the safety that ended up picking him off. Obviously, that did not happen, and it was in such a crucial spot in the game that it's. I mean, it's really tough not to put the blame on Philip Rivers. However, you look at the full game of work. I mean, Philip Rivers did have control of the offense, like three hundred and sixty three yards. We definitely should not 78% be throwing percent pass completion percentage. Completion you get it. We it's definitely shouldn't be throwing times. that much, though. I, I put that on Frank Reich. Now, Frank Reich said we were we were throwing the ball, and and it seemed like we were making plays, so we kind of stuck with it. But at the same time, we didn't bring Philip Rivers in to to be the guy that carries this team and win the games. If we're relying on Philip Rivers to win us all these games and carry us like we did Andrew Luck, Colts will be five hundred at best this year right that is not what is going to win the colts games what's going to win the colts games is running the damn ball with now jonathan taylor and naheem hines because of max injury we'll talk about here um running the damn ball getting it to the tight ends on those quick slants and 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 phil really just managing the game having the offensive line go to work which the offensive line did not seem to be that powerful, highly paid offensive line that uh, that I was expecting to see either. There, there wasn't any really gaps to run the ball. Um, it seemed like they were only getting a couple yards at a time rather than opening up the big holes like we had seen. But if we're relying on Phillip Rivers to win these games for us, it's going to be tough. 
Um, if you've seen Philip Rivers in the past, the best time, the best Philip Rivers is when he has a strong running game, um, has some protection, and it's not put all on his shoulders because that's when he tries to force things, and and you see what happens, what happened today. So while Philip did have a lot of yards, great completion percentage, um, and if without those two interceptions and, and if it's a Colts W, we're all saying, man, Philip Rivers looks phenomenal. It's the Philip Rivers of old. Yeah, and, and oh. I think part of the his that weird throwing motion that Phil has, uh, I think that when he makes a mistake, like throws an interception, you know, you just you'll go back and look at the throw and it looks – so awful and you go well he threw it like an idiot but you that his his throw so his arm motion so deceiving and so weird i just remember watching him throw the ball and i'm like well that's going to be an interception but i mean that's how he throws it every time but it it just makes it look worse when he does make a mistake um i just everybody listen up tom brady two interceptions today and one of those was a pick six and a hell of a lot fewer yards than Phillip Rivers had. Okay, you got these quarterbacks that go to new teams. They barely had an offseason. And, yeah, we thought Phil – we we both thought he was going to ha- play better. We thought he was going to – Oh, it, absolutely. He was going to look great. And, like, he never skipped a beat. Like, it was he's been on the team forever. But at the end of the day, he hasn't been. And Tom Brady hasn't been a Buccaneer forever. So, it, it showed the limited offseason – now, somebody might come back and say, well, what about Cam Newton? Well, Cam Newton only threw the ball 19 times, and he ran for 75 yards. It's hard to look, mm-hmm. you know, bad. If, you can't look bad throwing the ball if you're not throwing the ball. So um, I really think that that played a big part um, in the way Rivers looked today. And at the end of the day, it was two interceptions, two bad plays. And like you said, take those away, and you're talking, you're, you're literally saying, look at Phillip Rivers. It just sucks that those two bad plays were were so crucial because I mean they were it allowed Jacksonville to go deep into Colts territory and they scored off both those turnovers. Sure, so, and the the first and, one didn't feel as bad. It was it looked as bad, but it didn't feel as important. But yeah, once that second one happened, you're like, oh, this is bad news. Right. So overall, for me, um, Philip Rivers' performance average at best. Um, if 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 for not for a couple plays, it could have been a great performance. But again, we cannot rely on Philip Rivers to it's win us games. It, that's that's not that's not something that it's not a slight at Philip Rivers. That's just where where we're at right now, and, and we shouldn't rely on with rely on him to win us games because of the talent around us. So, um, I mean, first game, it, obviously we want him to be better. I hope, obviously we hope it gets better. Um, but yeah. Rivers and definitely needs he needs to step it up, but he's not toast. He's not done. He's not trash. Not at all. Yeah, and the people overreacting on Twitter already are just pissing me off. Um, another comment I was going to make. I I was having a conversation with a friend about Philip Rivers' performance, and I mentioned his completion completion percentage and how many times he threw the ball. And they're like, "Well, yeah, but he checked down uh, tons of those were checkdowns. That we want that." We talk about that all the time. Check downs to running backs and passes to running backs. And and look who, aside from Paris Campbell, Jonathan Taylor's second leading receiver. Uh, Naheem Hines had a hell of a game out of the backfield. Marlon Mack was off to a good start. We we want that. That creates creates opportunities down the field because people are going to start having to cheat up. The check downs are a part of this offense. I mean, yeah. the, when do you check it down to Jonathan Taylor and he goes almost forty yards and gets that was a great play close to the one. Um, that's 
it doesn't matter if it's a check down or not. You you get it. We have these speed players like Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton, that you want to get them the ball in space and, and let them go to work because they can make guys miss. So that's that's part of the game plan. And, and it's going to be something that you see within the Colts offense all season long. So better get used to it. And I think I feel like the wind, you know, fell out of the sails when Mac went out. Um, originally, it looked they it looked like a calf injury, and then we were told sprained ankle um, during the broadcast. And now it looks like he's getting an MRI for a possible uh, Achilles injury. Have we had any updates on that yet, Andrew? From what I'm hearing, um, the Colts do fear that he tore his Achilles. Oh, um, God. We're gonna find out tomorrow for sure with the MRI. Um, but that as of right now, it's assumed that the Achilles has been torn. It's, it's just basically the MRI is waiting for confirmation, which sucks. Go I pick mean, up it, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. If they're available in your fantasy yeah, league, especially Naheem Hines. Um, but I mean, we had such high hopes for Marlon Mack that the one, one punch, we talked about it mm-hmm. literally all damn off season. Well, the Naheem one, Hines one was the best player on the field today. So, yeah, I mean, we still have Naheem Hines can, can definitely take over that role as well. So, but still, I mean, Marlon Mack just creates such a different, such a different gear for this offense when, when he's on the field and, and it, it sucks to have him go down like this. And I mean, if, if it is a, a torn Achilles very well could be that, that this is his last game as a Colt, if the Colts don't choose to resign him next year so uh it's it's tough my heart breaks i'm a huge marlon mack fan think he's an unbelievable teammate love that he's on the colts i think he's the colts are a much better team when he's on the team um and healthy regardless if it's just him or if it's him and jonathan taylor it it doesn't matter he's he's a leader in the locker room within those running backs talented football player so underrated um and it it just sucks man that really that really got me down during the middle of the game yeah, I agree. Uh, well, best wishes to him. Hopefully uh, hopefully we're wrong and it's not a tear. Um, if so, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery. Like you said, he's, I think, I also agree, I think he's important to this team. Um, let's move on to some other games around the NFL. Uh, we'll start with the real, Thursday night game. Real quick, I just wanted sure. to say one more thing about the Colts. I, I mean, I just think it was – it's mistakes that they killed us. We beat ourselves. I don't think Jacksonville beat us. I'm not either. I'm, I'm disappointed. I do think that it's like, it's a wake up call to the Colts. It's not going to be easy. I know they don't think that, but at the same time, it's, they can lose any given Sunday. They could also win any given Sunday. So it's mistakes all around. Phillip rivers, T Y Hilton dropping two balls Paris Campbell after picking up a huge gain goes and flexes in some dude's face and then gets a 15 yard penalty like what are you doing bro absolute idiotic move I get it you're excited because finally you're on the field because you managed to get through an offseason without getting hurt but let's act like we've been here before the the broken coverage by Xavier Rhodes the missed field goal by by Blankenship um the offensive line I mean on that fourth and one down towards the goal line Quit Nelson got blown up on that play. It just, it's simple as that. He got blown up and that's why the Colts didn't get that fourth down conversion. Offensive line needs to be better. Uh, the defensive line needs to generate more pressure. The linebackers need to be able to make more plays. It's it's a full team effort and so many mistakes all around. It's the mistakes that can be cleaned up. So I guess if you need a positive takeaway, there it is. The mistakes I think can be cleaned up. There's a lot of them, um, but they certainly can be cleaned up and, 
we just got to stay out of our own way. If we don't stay out of our, out of our own way, I think we, we find a way to win today. But um, it's it's just a damn shame that we're not celebrating and being one to know. And instead, we're, we're talking about how we lost to the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars. I didn't think there was any way in how we lost that game. And we did. And it's partially, you mentioned Quentin Nelson, the linebacker group. Um, you know, some of those positions where we have star players and leaders on our team, um, they didn't come out and perform on week one. And, uh, yeah, it's just sad. Uh, I, I didn't think we'd be in, the, in this mood today. Um, and we got a big game next week against a good team that you and I both thought that's a potential loss um, on our record. Uh, so we're going to have to, you know, what what's the saying? Make it chicken salad, a chicken shit or something like that. We're going to we're going to have to do something. Um you good? Moving on. Other games. Yeah, let's let's talk about other games around the league. So Thursday night the Super Bowl champions just put an absolute ass whooping on the Texans. Andrew texted me guys in the fourth quarter and goes, "Oh, just like that, it's a game again." No, it was not. It was not a game. How many yards did how many yards was that last drive that the Chiefs went down and used up the whole clock and just kicked a field goal and, you know, Dropped a suck it on the Texans. I'm not real sure, but uh, I mean the the Chiefs look good. They the Texans. I thought a lot of people were saying how the t- Texans look terrible, and I mean I didn't really see a difference between the Colts and the Texans today, especially since the Texans went up against the Chiefs and we went up against Jacksonville. Um, I'd put the Texans on our on our level at this yeah, point. Yeah, the Texans did honest. not look good. Um, and, you know, and I think the announcer brought this up that it was either Collinsworth or Al Michaels talked to the defensive coordinator of the Texans, um, and he had talked about, you know, we just want to keep everything in front of us and, and basically hope the Chiefs make a mistake, you know, and we can capitalize. Well, they, they did that for most of the game. They kept it in front of them, but the Chiefs never made a mistake. Patrick Mahomes was willing to take little chunk after little chunk after little chunk and just marching on down the field, not making very many mistakes, and they're putting together some long drives. The the wide receivers for the Houston Texans were non-existent. It'd be nice if they had a, a pretty good wide receiver, um, namely one that caught like 14 balls for 150 yards today um, in a win over the 49ers. But, uh, I mean, I guess if they want to give someone like that away, more power to them. Yeah, uh, it's, but, they had a, but they got their running back. David Johnson had a decent game, and Duke Johnson. By the way, the fact that there's two D Johnsons on a roster – that are both running backs piss off. No, thank you. That's really irritating. <laughs> I probably thought Duke Johnson was on the board at one point in a fantasy draft and could have gotten David Johnson at some point. Um, Chiefs win 34, 20. Guess what the over under was set at when I bet on it? 52, 54. Ooh, guess what? <laughs> it ended at 54. Really irritating. I, th- wow. I haven't done the math yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to win that bet for, Point the league going over 274 or whatever it was. Um, Bills Jets, I didn't really catch any of that game. Bills win 27 17. It was a shutout for a long time. Uh, Josh Allen looked good. Yeah, Josh Allen looked real good. Um, that's that's pretty much the takeaway I had from that game is is really Josh Allen had like 320 yards um, and they were in control the entire, t- entire time, kind of like we had thought was going to happen. Packers Vikings Packers uh outlast the Vikings in kind of a shootout 43-34 um I two good defenses I thought that would have been a much lower scoring game and I think that's the highest scoring game of the week I told you that the 
uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to come out pissing mad and wanting to show that he was MVP form, and he goes out there and does exactly that with Devontae Adams having a huge game. So I'm excited Packers, for him. Packers had a great game, and they look tough today. Washington comes back and stuns the Eagles 27-17. Good, good for Ron Rivera. He was getting an IV at halftime. Yes, and, he was. And, and apparently uh, Haskins gave the old halftime speech, and it worked. So good for them. I can't, I couldn't believe they – hey, Washington's won a season opener since we have just, you know, two of them now. They've won two <laughs> season openers since we have. On Thursday, I was saying Washington could pull it out because they could rally behind Ron Rivera, and I should have picked them, but good win for Washington. The Washington football team. Ravens 38-6 to against the Browns. Moving along. <laughs> Lamar Jackson – MVP form still like the dude looked like better than than even last year. So uh, a Browns, Browns fan be tough. A Browns fan on Twitter, uh, I can't remember exactly what she said uh, that I followed. Just said something looks like toddlers trying to catch a football, but it's actually the Browns wide receivers. Um, Raiders thirty four, Panthers thirty. That was a close one. Panthers almost had a chance in the end. Um, Derek Carr looked pretty good. Yeah, not too uh, bad. Henry- Henry Ruggs was definitely making plays before he got uh, got hurt there, but um, Las Vegas Raiders start one and zero. Ruggs got hurt. I didn't know that. Yeah, I I don't know if it was cramps. I don't know if it was a leg injury, but I, that's at least that's what I heard. I was in the Colts game at that point, but uh, Bears beat the Lions twenty seven to twenty three. Mitch Trubisky's back, probably the Mitch- best quarterback in the league. Mitch Trubisky, the comeback king, just leads the Bears on that final drive in like a stone cold, stone cold killer. And uh, Big Cat, classic Big Cat, first or second quarter, Bears suck. <laughs> he tweets the Bears suck, and then the Bears are back. The Bears, Bears are back are in back. the fourth quarter. Uh, Seahawks, um, thank you, uh, Russell Wilson, for just absolutely putting a whooping on the Falcons. Uh, I've got Russell Wilson in one of my leagues. Russell Wilson is looking like my uh, my MVP prediction is going to come true. Russell Wilson looked phenomenal today. That's a really good pick. Patriots, Dolphins, I missed that upset. Damn it. Um, 21-11, hey, Cam Newton had a good game. I called that when I actually don't go against Cam Newton. He actually had a good game, so uh, good for Cam. They uh-huh. they definitely put it to the Dolphins. Sorry for your, your buddy, Tyler. Yeah, Chargers and Bengals. Smooth Joe Burrow. Did you see his first touchdown, that run? I did. Did you I see did. him? Uh, be- belly up behind his blocker and hold off and then dart the other. Oh my God, what a run! Um, he almost he almost brought him back too. If the kicker wouldn't have missed that field goal, so well, uh, not Joe just Burrow. that field goal, but Joe Burrow gave AJ Green a money ball. Joe and mm-hmm. AJ Green pushed off, got the flag. But before that, uh, the possession before that, Joe Burrow threw an interception in the red zone with a little shovel pass, and I, that's mm-hmm. just a play, you know, and that's a rookie mistake. That's a rookie mistake. Right. You can't throw that shovel pass. You cannot throw an interception when you're in field goal range um, and the game's that tight. He did bring him back down, uh, and the kicker appeared to injure himself on the kick, uh, so that could have been – he missed bad. Bullock missed bad. Um, I, did, I did like what I saw from Joe Burrow today. I think – I mean, the kid's going to be good, and he showed he so showed flashes of why I believe that today. Cardinals had one of the ugliest lines this week in the betting world, and the biggest upset of the week that I called, well, one of the biggest upsets that happened, but the biggest one I called, Cardinals versus 49ers, I told you guys, I said, the Card- I'm not saying 
I think. I'm telling you the Cardinals are going to win this football game, and I was right. You were on uh, top of that one. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, that connection is already fantastic. And yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray looked great today. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins robbed of a touchdown. He was short, but I still needed it for fantasy. Um, and <laughs> um, Jimmy G did, I mean, he just missed a, missed a big play that could have won the game. And as, as time goes on and he stacks up these uh, – these game-winning pass opportunities that he's just missing, people are going to start talking about it. Uh, and here's the game that just finished up not too long ago. Saints 34, Buccaneers 23. Tom Brady, is he's got to be the greatest quarterback, sneak quarterback of all time. Right? I would probably agree with that for it's sure. It's unbelievable. He gets it every every single time that man runs a QB sneak with, with one yard, he gets it. Mm-hmm. Both quarterbacks didn't play that great. I mean, Breeze Breeze was on target. Breeze didn't make any mistakes, and Breeze made some plays at the end. But n- neither one of them had an had an eye popping performance. Mike Evans was was trash. I, he, I mean, um, he oh, picked up the- some really really good pass interferences. Right, Marshawn Lattimore really locked him down for the most part. That was, I mean, he was injured and coming off that hamstring, so that very well could have attributed to it. But um, he was still. I mean, Lattimore was all over him, and I think that that was one of the reasons why the the Bucks struggled. Plus, it, Brady just never looked like he was very comfortable and never really got into a rhythm either. Right. I thought both defenses played really well, um, even though the score wouldn't say so. Alvin Kamara earned that big deal we're about to talk about today. Um, real pissed I left him on the board in a couple fantasy leagues as well. Um, I really want to share this hilarious tweet um, because at first I thought, Nick Wright was showing a little class, unlike his uh, probably former co-worker, uh, Jason Whitlock, who I'm going to continue to trash all week. Um, <laughs> ba- basically, says, no shame in losing at New Orleans if you're Tampa, especially with having a field goal blocked and giving up a pick six. Run game and defense looked really good. The Bucks are just a quarterback away from being a real contender. Maybe they'll get one in the draft next year. <laughs> and I said, I said, I thought... <laughs> I started reading this and thought, see, this report, this is uh, reporting with a level ahead, and then came the hook. <laughs> Got me good. I didn't see it coming at all. It was it was a great hate on Tom Brady. That's a, that's a classic. He was tweet. very against the Bucks signing Tom Brady, and he's real big on the take that Tom Brady's done. So, right. Um, Alvin Kamara signs a five-year, seventy-five million dollar extension with the Saints. And he uh, he certainly showed out today. And though he had two touchdowns, he had a, a quite a few yards. He was he was really the guy that led the led the Saints to the win today. So um, with all the drama going on with Kamara um, a few weeks, well maybe even last week or a little while ago, um, that cleared up real quick. And now he's the second paid, he's second got, highest paid running back in the league. He's got one hell of a grill. So oh, yeah. many diamonds in that bad boy. He was, I saw him smiling, walking into the end zone for one, and they're just glimmering and glistening all over the place. Oh, yeah. Dalvin Cook also signed a five year deal with the Minnesota Vikings for $63 million a year. Well deserved. A uh, lot of running backs getting paid this offseason. And I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that's against paying running backs. I mean, the shelf life on running backs isn't that great. You don't want to tie a lot of money into running backs. Uh, these guys are franchise running backs, but at the same time, um, it seems like teams that spend a lot of money on running don't usually do do too well um, down the line. So right, we'll, but we'll, we'll see. A lot of these guys now are 
they're insisting on an extension around the three-year mark now instead of trying to let their rookie deal go up because they won't get the deal then. So they're really pushing for an extension earlier in their contract. That seems to be the only way running backs are going to be able to get paid. Cooper Cup signs a three-year, $48 million extension with the Rams. Good receiver. I don't know. Is that a lot of money for a receiver? I don't. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty decent money for a receiver, 16 million a year. Um, that puts, I mean, TY only makes 14 or so. So he's in top, that's top 10 wide receiver money for sure. Um, and I mean, he's Jared Goff's favorite wide receiver and he's had a lot of success when he's healthy. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's, that's quite a bit of money for, for a slot receiver. Speaking of a white receiver, uh, I got to bring this up. Troy Aikman doesn't realize he took a huge L today, but boy, I, I I'm pretty sure it was Aikman. Was he, he was doing the um, Saints and Bucks game, right? Yes, he was. Okay, so he brings up uh, Brady threw the ball to I don't know the only white receiver on the team. Okay, and Aikman goes, Brady loves these kinds of guys. He goes, he goes, he's always he's always had somebody like this that. That's been, you know, been his go-to guy and gotten those sneaky yards. You got he goes, you got Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, and now whoever the receiver was. I'm like, dude, you keep saying these kinds of receivers. I'm like, how do you not realize what you're saying right now? What an asshole. Um, moving along, hard knocks recap. I don't really have anything to say about that episode. It was underwhelming not as exciting as uh your typical season finale for hard knocks you would have nothing to compare it to i thought the really exciting thing was and people were talking about it being a possibility was uh that linebacker from the rams getting cut and then signing with the panthers with his old coach matt rule yeah clay johnston um i think the main thing i took away from it was and it's probably it's probably different when it's a regular off season but it seemed like every single one of the guys they followed around um was they they cut them basically and just said hey we want to bring you back on the practice squad so i'm sure in a regular 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 offseason it's going to be different bringing them back because some guys will actually make the team um and others won't um and then really the only other thing that i wanted to talk about was when when they showed derwin james going down with his injury how devastated the entire team was that just kind of shows how how important derwin james is to that team number one that defense and 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 really just as one of the the core leaders on that team that when he went down with that injury the basically the entire organization just their their stomach went into a just into a fist so um I mean, it sucks for him. He's such a talented uh, safety, and he he just can never stay healthy. Kind of yeah, like, and right before, like how Bob Sanders was for us. Right, and, bef- and right before that, they were showing the offensive coordinator talking to him, um, asking him basically, "Hey, push my receivers, talk to them, get you know what I mean." They look, they're they're not going to listen to me. They'll listen to you. You're growing fucking James. You know what I mean? So, right. um, I thought that was a pretty cool moment right before they showed the injury, and I know they did all that on purpose. But, um, all right, player of the game. Colts player of the game today. Colts player of the game today. Um, <laughs> it's kind of by default, but we're going to go with Naheem Hines today. He had uh, 28 yards rushing, 45 yards receiving, um, and then a touchdown on the ground and through the air today. Um, 
course, I mean, Colts didn't come out with a W, but it seemed like Naheem Hines was was the guy that was out there making the most plays. Uh, and even even he had a mistake. I mean, towards the end of the half, he instead of going out of bounds to let them take a shot, he he tried to stay in bounds, and it cost cost the Colts a shot at a touchdown at the end of the half. So even when you're the player of the game, you still had a mistake. Um, another guy I wanted to highlight was was Danico Autry. I mean, he moved over to that left end spot as the starter, and um, he is now the uh, the leading sack uh, sack player on the Colts with two today. So um, good for him, but it still still comes in a loss. So um, good for Naheem Hines also as, as the educated Rams fan, touchdown player of the game. Oh, Rams touchdown. Um, all right, that's it, guys. Real quick though, actually, Andrew, we haven't talked about this. Zaire Franklin being voted in as a captain. That's probably the shock of the captains group. Um, maybe to maybe to outside fans, but he's such a core spe- special teams guy. He's the special teams captain. Um, ah, that makes he's sense. The guy, he's the guy that plays the most snaps on special teams. He always has the most tackles on special teams, um, and and he is a leader in the locker room. So since he mainly plays on special teams, he is the the special teams captain this year. Fantastic. All right, that's it. I'm not gonna follow us at the educated fan. You know how to spell it. Um. At yep. T-H-E-E-H-T-E-D-F-A-N. Shut up. This week sucked. Hopefully next week we win. A-T-E-D-F-A-N. Um, we'll be back on third. <laughs> I didn't mean this again. <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday. We'll, we're going to preview the Colts-Vikings matchup. And uh, it's going to be a tough game for sure. The Colts have a lot to clean up. Especially as good as they look today. I know they lost, but they put up a lot of points. And if our defense doesn't step it up, we're screwed. Right. A lot of mistakes, but hey, it is week one. The Super Bowl isn't won on week one. We've got a lot to clean up, but I I think... We were 0-1 last year, and then all of a sudden we were in the top 10 in the power rankings. So Right. Colts, I think we've got the players and the staff to do it, so let's... I mean, let's learn from it, put it behind us, and let's go beat Minnesota next Sunday. Have a good week, guys. I fucking love football, and I love you guys. Here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really want it like, here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really want it like,